Emily Quinn. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Donna and Steve experience Woo. on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Steve is back. Hey, hey, I'm back. how'd it go? Great time, great time in uh, in New York. My thanks to Matt Belanger for filling in for me yesterday. Oh, yeah, we had so much fun. How'd he do? Um, well, he lost at the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Woo! Okay, how less interested in this part, but and how was his overall performance? Pretty good. Great. Yeah, he was pretty good. Very upbeat. Um, he he usually always is. That is true. Pretty, he could probably one, bring it down a little too. One day he came in and he was like a six, and we were very taken aback. Like, hey, hey, what's happening yeah, what's here, wrong? bro? What's he going was tired. on here? Sleepy Matt. Um, anyway, so thanks to him, um, I had a, I, it was a great great trip in New York. Just flew in this morning. I will tease ahead to nine thirty. Nine thirty this morning. I will give you the full breakdown of my. Dinner at Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos's Sweet. New York townhome last night. Wow. Uh, the, the time got pushed back a little bit. Did I, I wanted to make sure I arrived on time. How long did I stay? Did you walk there? I didn't walk there. No, uh, they're on the Upper East Side. I was on the Upper West Side, oh, so I had to cab yeah. over. Got it. But it was a quick little ride. Uh, but some an interesting thing that I really love that was in their bathroom, a thing that everyone will want on their table, and uh, some of the other just general things that I noticed from from that evening. But we'll get to that at 9.30. Uh, quick looking ahead to the show today. Slow Jam coming up today at 11.30. Uh, we're going to do Who's Listening at 11. Oh, we're going to need some help with this. I th- The th- first thing that came to mind for me, bankers, garbage men and women, okay, haulers, movers. I went into a real physical yeah, what's going on thing with that? there. I don't know. You went from bankers to then garbage physical people. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. How about garbage people? And that's not what they prefer to be called, I don't think. Uh, waste management? Sanitation workers? That's yeah. it. How about that? Okay. People who work in the world of sanitation, who take our crap away. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Or sure, why not? maybe treat our crap. Okay, so like they'd be like in the sewage system. So are we going not just like <laughs> physical possessions garbage, but now our bodies garbage? I mean, that might be too broad. Like biffies and stuff like that? Oh, oh that would be fascinating. Like cleaning out the um, the porta potties? What if we said this? Our? Is this too broad if we said if you think that you have a quote unquote dirty job? Love it. Call us at 11. Love it. Email us in the meantime. Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com. Um, Love it. Had a great uh, great shoot with, with Mark Consuelos yesterday morning. So I was out in New York just for a quick day, um, and that was to do a story with Mark where we go out and cut down a Christmas tree. I don't want to spoil too much of how it's all going to come together, but the producer had a very creative way to put the story together. Instead of it's like, this very linear thing of here, Steve and Mark. Now we're at a tree farm. Now we're sawing tree. Now we're going home. Mm. He created a little different element to it. So, uh, so that was good. We had a, I have a producer that I've worked with there many times who's so smart and always makes the pieces that I'm a part of so much better because he is a part of them. You know what I mean? Cool. He just gets it. Let me ask you this: yeah. Is there an artificial tree involved? Uh, no, no artificial tree. Oh, involved. I thought you were doing like real tree versus artificial. We tree. might do that in the setup. You know, if I do like a little Zoom interview with them when it airs or something like that. Okay. But yeah, we ended up kind of going in a little bit of a, uh, a a different angle, which was fun. We went up in separate cars, so there we were in a car, and then we went and picked Mark up. There was a separate, you know, like a uh, car in front of us, 
And he is a, a very nice assistant named Grant. And Grant was like, one of you guys need to come up here? Is it too crowded over there? Super nice. But I say that because then we do like an hour, I don't know, hour and 20 minute drive into Jersey. Oh, so you went to Jersey. Well, I, was in Jer- I was deep into Jersey Where? yesterday. Where? I wonder if you were at the same farm I was at in um, Warren Township. Hmm. I should know the name of this place. Oh There's a lovely God. woman named Bev who owns this place. It, it's this uh, little tree farm. Oh, it's little. Okay. Yeah, it was not uh, you know a, a massive situation. Just a little family-run joint. Okay. But we were driving far into Jersey. It felt. I mean, we were we were in Jersey in a vehicle for at least forty-five minutes. You got to find out where this is. I'll find out where it is. I you know I get into the thing and then I'm turning and talking to people and I don't know where we are anymore. I didn't know where we were going until that morning. I didn't know we were going to Jersey until we were in Jersey. So, but we went up, and then so I got to see Mark. Once we got there, he gets out dressed to the nines. I mean, talk about a guy who's able to look pretty cool out there. Really? Cutting down a tree. He just looked, it's a really, just like a, you ever see somebody and you're just like. They're so well put together. That looks well put together. Yeah. Is he shiny? He's not shiny. He is he is devastatingly handsome. But that's what I mean. In person, like, he yeah. is a shocking amount of handsome. And then. You know, Kelly will talk about this on the show. She talks about it in, in her book, too. But how he can flash a smile, and it's like these pearly whites. And So when we got out of the cars, he smiles out of nowhere, and it's like, there he is. And then we go over, give him a hug. Of course, I smell him. Oh, that's the first time you were seeing him? Was when we that, got to the farm. Oh. I saw him get out of his house and get into the car, but then we oh. were in a separate car behind him. And then I, he smelled great. I said, what are you wearing? What's going on here? What do I smell? He said, I don't know. I think it might just be me. I said, I bet it is. You smell so good right now. And then he, they had a few little bits for us to do. And uh, in it, I'll say this. The story is, any story I do with live, I'm the wide-eyed tourist, right? Wide-eyed yes. enthusiast. Show yes. me this. This is interesting. The, the pieces that they do with Mark, he's like the tour guide of like, come into this part of my world. Let me show you this. So he was the tour guide. I was the tourist. And we had quite a bit of fun, and uh, it was you know they had us do like a little acting with each other at some different points, which Dude. was which was fun. And he was very playful and adding things, and um, and it was great. Now, I will say, I went into woods, tons of thorns. I don't know what you people in Jersey do with these these thorns in the woods right next to the tree. Farm. You mean the stuff that stick to you? Oh, the sticky stuff into my skin. Last night at the end of the night, I was like, "Why does my knee hurt?" And then I looked down. There is a black thorn in my knee. This morning I get to the airport and I'm like, why does my wrist hurt? There was a black thorn still in my wrist, having been washed a gazillion times in between and all that. I need your tweezers, Donna. (laughs) That's what everybody says, right? I can't believe it. We still so much antibacterial. Three times (laughs) and still this permanent marker won't come off. (laughs) But now I need you have tweezers. I I think I I poked something out this morning at the, the airport, but I think I still have a little bit of a splinter in there. But we were we were we were in there, and at one point I sat down. They said, "Steve, we found this hole. We think you could do something funny with it." So uh, you found this hole. We sort of do. Remember the show Alone? I told you about. Yes. Hey, Bear. There was an element of our story with Mark where it's like alone, me in the woods with a bag of things. Not in the woods, in the wilderness. In the wilderness. That sounds better. And then I crawl through these thorns, tons of them, and they're like smacking my knee. And then I just decided to pop a squat. And there were thorns poking into my butt, into my thighs. It was a bad choice. Hopefully it makes the I final what's cut. what's up with the thorns. It's just, it's the wilderness. Okay. You know, you're not pruning out there. Right. Just doing what it does. Hashtag so. warrior.
So anyway, so I'm back. I, I got it and got in a little early this morning. Got in at eight oh five. My flight did. Wow, so you really to... timed it out perfectly. It did. You know what? And I got in early, so I hadn't had <gasps> any coffee or food this morning, and so I grabbed a coffee at Caribou at the airport. And let me tell you, run, don't walk to get the lumberjack sandwich. If you've never had that from Caribou, what's in it? I had it for the first time this morning. Two eggs, bacon. Sorry, Donna. Sorry. Some sort of a cheesy situation, and it's in between two delightful, cheesy pieces of, like, croissant-like bagel bread. Okay. It was to die for. <laughs> I called Lou. Like said, you got to get this. Because we had a garbage one from Starbucks a couple weeks ago. Oh, terrible. I get the egg white turkey bacon. you got to mm. get the lumberjack from Caribou. Hey, anyway. I know we got to go, yeah. but we have guests coming today. At 11. Is that the time? It's at 11 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We're going to do sit and soup today at 11. Okay. And then we'll take them. Uh, they'll be in here for the 11 o'clock hour. Nobody told Brian. Well, he didn't even make soup today. What are you talking about? He, he makes make soup any every soup. day. He didn't make any today. What? It's true. I don't know. That's I don't, the first he's time he's never not made a soup. I know. We don't think we have to tell him. He said, it's I didn't even think about the soup. Thanks for the heads up. And then he said, well, it's not going to be anything life changing. <laughs> he said, okay. All right. All right. It's fine. All right. We got to go. All right. We got to go. Hey, your, your buddy uh, Seacrest. Yeah. Still loving radio. I'm going to tell you why. I think you can relate to it. Okay. Read a story this morning. We'll get to that. Also, we'll talk about the dating rumors with Kevin Costner and you know who. And then a little bit of a scary moment last night for Chevy Chase. Yeah. But all is well. We'll tell you about that when we return. Donna, Steve, my talk. Oh, hey, guys. It's Donna for Bradshaw and Bryant. You know, something worth noting if you are injured in an accident. One of the first things you really should do is contact an experienced personal injury attorney like Mike Bryant of Bradshaw and Bryant. It is so important to have someone on your side, someone who can advise you. And when you get a hold of Mike, he'll set up a meeting where you can discuss your case. It's totally free of charge. And if he does think you have an actionable case, it still isn't going to cost you anything unless there is an actual settlement. And keep in mind, research shows that on average, unrepresented individuals receive in their pocket a third of the compensation as those who are properly represented. Uh, That's pretty important to keep in mind. Certainly the hope is that that never happens to you, but if it does, give Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant a call so he can help you navigate through your legal options, insurance forms, and answer any other questions you might have. You'll find them at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I don't think it's right to Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. No, I was looking for my story. I was going to tell you about Ryan Seacrest. You know, I read this story this morning, too, um, about his... He's been doing radio now for... A gazillion years. Yeah, and he said since he was 16 years old. Back in Atlanta, probably back then, I think is where he started. I, I remember listening to him. Just he was an afternoon, not not an afternoon drive, but as my memory is, it was like a midday sort of thing on Star 98.7 in LA. And then yeah. he he was doing that at the time that Idol was in its first or second season. And so I was going to school in L.A. And so I was like, oh, that's the guy from American Idol. Right. I'm listening to him. But it was it would be like if if you hosted American Idol and also did this show. Right. You know. Right. And then and then suddenly Idol blew up. But then shortly after Idol blew up, Rick Dees, he left mornings in L.A. And he had been doing morning drive there for a long time. Oh, yeah. And, and weekly remember, top forty or something. In the weekly top forty. 
Remember? I do. And then he mm-hmm. left, and then Seacrest moved over to Kiss FM out there. And now he's syndicated all over the place. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah. He uh, basically said that with radio, there's a real intimacy and unvarnished presentation. Mm-hmm. To radio that he really loves. Yeah. And he thinks there's a lot of value in that frequent, connective moment with an audience. And it's something that he's built over time and wants to continue to do. He said it's much different than television where everything is highly produced and a lot of times very rehearsed. Sure. I'm with him on that. Like, Think about when you get called in to do Twin Cities Live. You co-hosted that a couple times with me. Yeah. And think about our style of conversation here. Right. Even how we're both sitting right now. Physically, our bodies. Yeah. Would be totally different. We'd Because be we're sitting, facing a camera and we're sitting up. We'd and, be upright, making sure like, okay, is my bagel back in my pants? All right. of that kind of stuff. But in radio, there's something physically about, your, there's a physical comfort that you're allowed because there are no cameras. Right. And I think that spills into the conversational comfort. I think you're right. And I think he's right about that, too, that yeah. radio is, it's just a different style of communicating. Even the audience, they're usually listening in the car or at their desk or right. on a walk. And so it's not like they're sitting down looking at the TV saying, entertain me. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like just casual. You feel like you're part of the conversation if you're talking this type of radio. Um, he says, this is different, and it's something that I just wake up every morning with a smile on my face thinking, I get to do it again today. That's, That's pretty really, sweet. It is it, pretty sweet. You know what he's doing, too? He is, um, through his foundation that he has, he builds these Seacrest Studios at children's hospitals like all around the country. Oh, so they could learn? Yes. Oh. Uh, the purpose is to uh, have an outlet for these pediatric patients to learn new media, experiment with radio broadcasting. That's amazing. And to have something to look forward to, um, you know, while they're staying at the hospital. And That's so then if fun. they're getting involved in a little broadcast or learning how to use the microphone that day. Yeah. And Seacrest oh. will drop by. And so he's done a really wonderful thing by opening all of these. And he just opened another one um, on know- Instagram. He was talking about that. But they're really cool. And then sometimes... Obviously, dude's got connections, and he'll bring in some stars, too. Like, hey, right. and here comes a big star X to perform now, or That's we're going to do a radio interview with him now. Very cool. I had no idea he was doing that. Yeah, pretty sweet. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, hey, I want to tell you, um, Chevy Chase, He, I guess he took a hard fall. He was at a screening of Christmas Vacation. Is that back? Is that back in the studio? No, you know he he does these, um, and I think it's becoming an annual tradition for him. Or they will show these, and then you watch the whole movie, and then there's a Q and A with Chevy after. Okay, yeah, that's very cool. So he was in Buffalo, New York. This was on Wednesday night, and he came out to greet the crowd. <clears throat> Excuse me, and he fell off the stage. Mm. He was actually wheeled on stage in a wheelchair. But then sure. he got up and he walked toward the edge of the stage, and that's when he went down. He is okay. He got back up on the stage. He sat down in a chair, and he announced that his smartwatch was telling him, I see you've taken a hard fall. He had to <laughs> reconfigure it so it wouldn't call an ambulance. Right. And later on, his rep said that uh, it was because of the stage lighting. And oh, th- Yeah. Uh, I'm watching the video. Oh, yeah. It looks like he did catch a step on the way down. It wasn't, you know, how sometimes Yikes. you see somebody fall off stage yes. and it's like a David Copperfield act. They're yes. just suddenly gone. 
you do see a uh, a step that he catches right before Dang he goes it. down. His but, rep ooh. said thanks to all his falls on SNL, he was like it was just like riding a bike again. Do you remember he used to come out every time he would come out he would fall. So I did. I did not understand that reference. Oh, no, okay. I don't remember that. He played Gerald Ford because Gerald Ford was known to stumble. Aha! Uh-huh. When Chevy Chase played Gerald Ford on SNL, he would you know exaggerate things for laughs. Sure. Yes. So the falling was a little Pratt fall. part of you know you waited to see when's he going to fall. Aha! Uh-huh. So now all... things make more sense I know, to me, right? Did you watch the video? I didn't. I didn't want to feel embarrassed for him. Yeah. Well, he does get up and walk back. He uh, he and his wife um, follow Chevy Chase on Facebook. Okay. And I'm not saying that you're going to always follow him. It's an interesting Facebook. There's like a sweetness to it. Really? There's a little bit of a really bizarre awkwardness to it as well. Really? But you might like it. Like sometimes it'll just be her and she'll be, and then Chevy's there. Okay. Today we are going to talk about, um, you know, our favorite breakfast. Or something that's just sort of odd and it feels very unedited huh. and authentic, you could say. That's a nice way to say it. Um, I don't follow any celebrities on Facebook. May, I'll find out if Chevy Chase has a dog and then you can follow the dog <laughs> and then maybe by extension. Okay, we'll find that, that sounds out. like a plan. All right, we'll take a break right now. Uh, when we come back, I will give you guys the details of my dinner last night with Kelly and Mark. Hey friends, it's Steve. You know, the season is changing and now is the time to begin planning your winter adventures here in Minnesota. From dog sledding across a frozen lake to dining in an igloo, winter can be magical in Minnesota. So start planning your winter getaway and visit one of the world's largest malls or catch a touring Broadway production. Get your free monthly travel e-newsletter and start planning your dream trip or browse through endless events and activities happening throughout the entire state by visiting exploreminnesota.com. From 9 to noon, the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Oh, Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. You know, traffic has been real light lately. Yeah, the, fr- the Friday vibes today especially felt yes. good. Yes. Oh, it was great. I just flew in yeah. all week. Me too. Crazy. I came in from New York. Where'd you fly in from? Oh, that's Because you said you flew in, Donna. <laughs> Are your arms tired? I love it. I love it. Welcome back. Um, hey, so last night was the uh, the big night of my dinner at Kelly and Mark's. Here's like the, the little 30, 45 second recap here. Um, I've been, you know, doing some stuff on their show for the last few years. And I w- w- knew I was going to do this story to go find a Christmas tree with Mark. And Mark had suggested we do the shoot. So it was great. I jokingly put a video out and said, who knows, maybe at the end of the night, I end up back at their place sipping hot cocoa under their Christmas tree. Um, I floated this idea to Gelman, said like we could end the story that way. And he said something to the effect of in your dreams, something like that. He said, maybe we'll make it a dream sequence for you or something. And I said, (laughs) don't give up hope. So I mentioned it in the video. Mark comments and says, you're coming over for dinner. This is on Instagram. This is in the comments on Instagram. I respond to Mark's comment and said, I don't know if this is real life. Like, I don't know if this is a bit. Is this an actual invitation? Kelly responds and says, don't get excited. I'm cooking. So then I'm like, maybe this is real. A few more days go by. Haven't heard any follow-up yet. You know, they're busy people. Yeah, really busy. And uh, so then I posted a video like that next weekend, maybe five or six days later, and said, hey, guys, here were the comments. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to dinner. Maybe I'm not. I still don't know if it's real. But if I do, what do I bring? What do I talk about? All this stuff. Mark then responded in the comments, second form of confirmation, and said, um, just you're coming 
Just bring yourself. Don't need to bring any gifts. You're a great conversationalist. And yes, please call your own Uber at the end of the night. And I was like, okay, great. This is happening, I think. Then they book my travel. There's no time for me to do the, 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 the dinner with Kelly and Mark. I have to awkwardly reach out to them on Instagram one more time. I send Kelly a voice message that is like, this feels super embarrassing. But they are booking my travel. Are we doing dinner or is that just sort of a fun Instagram thing? I feel like an idiot. Please delete this after you hear it. Good night. And then she sent me back a voice message. And she and Mark were there and was like, yes, you're coming. Oh, my gosh, you're coming. I hope does Thursday at 7 o'clock work okay? What do you like? Do you have any allergies? Do you have any preferences? Anything that you love? Anything that you want? We want to give you the, quote, full consuelos. So we don't entertain all that often. And so we want to we want to give you the full experience. Wow. So it was very nice. So I go, I get some gifts at the Minnetonka General Store. Mm-hmm. Got an ornament for Mark. Got some wild rice uh, for them. I got them a candle and something else that I'm forgetting. Oh, some salsas from Double Take Salsa, oh, local, yeah. okay. local uh, salsa company. So um, we do all that. And then yesterday, I'm talking with the guys as we're going out to our shoot. And they're like, all right, what do you think they're serving for dinner tonight? I'm like, I have no idea. I'll let you guys know. We'll, we'll update you when this comes. I get a call on our way back from the shoot from their assistant and saying, Hey, and I'm ready for the, the dinner's going to be canceled, right? Sure. I'm thinking, hey, this oh, absolutely. Getting canceled. said, hey, Steve, how'd you shoot go? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she said, hey, is it okay if we push to 730? They they had an interview that they needed to do that now could happen at 7. And she said, so I'd love to do it if that's not too much of it. It's super nice. Her assistant, Lauren, is, was very nice. I said, great. That's totally good. I can do whenever. It doesn't matter. Now, Mark is very on time. He's a very prompt person. Kelly talks about this in her book. She'll talk about it on the show. He is very prompt. If he is five minutes early, he's late. That kind of a guy. Oh, okay. Kelly is not that way. She can push it to the last minute, but Mark is very much that way. So now it's 730. I'm looking at my Uber thing like, how do I get there in time? Going from the Upper East Side to the Upper West Side. I end up getting in an Uber. I arrive at their place probably 13 minutes early. It's like 7, 17, 7, 18. Mm-hmm. The Uber went mm-hmm. real fast. Real, real oh, fast. Oh, no. And then what were so you So now doing? I loiter. Now I loiter. In front of their building? On the opposite side of the street. Oh, I did not approach God. their street until... Bad move, because they could see you out the on window. On a camera. And I'm pacing. Now I had some emails <laughs> I needed to get back to, so I'm sending some so notes to email. So you're acting like you're doing something. Precisely. Sure, and they're all it. just selfies. No, I was, I was returning some emails. <laughs> it's funny. Then some woman comes out of one of these other no. beautiful townhomes on the Upper East Side, and it was like really like over the top decorated and they had inflatables, but they also had like really classic Christmas decor. She Are came out like, and I said, do you live here? And she said, no, my friend does. And I said, oh, wow. Uh, really cool decorations. She looked back at them and she said, yeah, it's a little over the top if you ask me. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, I get it. And then she looked over at Kelly and Mark's house and she said, not knowing it was theirs and said, now that, that is elegant. That is over the top. They had this like beautiful thing done with ornaments on each of their little, Balconies. It's like a four-story building, four-story okay. townhome. Is it a brownstone? It's not. Okay. It's not. No, it's not like it's not a walk-up. It's you walk right in off the street, and it's it's like this really really pretty huh. townhome. Okay. Um, but anyway, we I loiter enough. Then I I knock. They open. Uh, uh, they have a, like an assistant who's there. They're doing an interview at this time. He opens the door. Hey, Steve Patterson. He said, Yeah, please come in. And I'm like, Do I take my shoes off? Should I take? I should take my shoes off, shouldn't I? He's like, No, leave your shoes on. It's okay. And I said, uh, are they still doing the interview? Yeah. All right, great. He said, okay, if I use the restroom, I go over to the powder room. I look into the powder room and I confirm this with Kelly at the end of the night when I had to use the little boys room again. They had this little shelf, this little glass case in their powder room and it had perfumes, 
Oh. And colognes in there. Oh, God. They probably knew. At the end of the night, <laughs> I just said, I, I can't ask you a question. Are those really colognes and perfect? Like, what are they? Are they, Is it the core or what's happening here? And she's like, no. It's it, you know, if you want, and she starts laughing. She's like, if you just want to, you know, freshen up, smell a little better, whatever. I said, good. It's all I needed to know. I'll be back. <laughs> Go to the bathroom and I spritz before I come out, get all sprayed up. But then they, they, they take me um, upstairs. And once I uh, get up there, Mark has walked out, met me at the top of the stairs. Hug. Hey, here he is. Welcome. This is so great. Then Kelly comes downstairs from their third floor, um, you know, cause it's a town home. Like, so it's all, it's all vertical. You know what I'm saying? It's a very high house. It's skinny, but tall. It's yeah. Thin, but tall. Yes. Okay. And it would be a normal big house. If you flipped it on its side, Got and then it. it'd be like a big two story ranch house, Got but it. instead they flip it up. Uh, but then she came down and welcomed me immediately. They take me into their living room where, and I said, guys, this is like a, when you watch a TV show, it's like visiting a set of a TV show because I've only ever experienced your home through Instagram. And I always see bits of your home through a screen like we did with yeah. TVs growing up. And I said, so the fact that I'm here in this living room looking at this tree that I always wait for you to decorate, it had to have been a thousand feet tall. This thing was massive. It was like the Clark Griswold tree. It was it was probably in truth, I don't know, 13 or 14 feet tall. Wow. Right so they must have very near. high ceilings. They do. Clearly. Then Kelly, you know. She starts talking about the star. We got a new star. She said, I had a Kmart star for so long, and it worked so great. And then I went and got this new star, and now I don't know if it's good. And now Mark and I are encouraging. Like, no, it looks great. That's a good star. You know, look, it's still shining. And they have this roaring fireplace right next door. And Mark is just, they're, they're just really pro hosts. You know what I mean? Or did they have kids there or anything? Or they have they school? Have, they have three grown children. So all of so their children all are out, out of the, the house. house. Yes, okay. their youngest is a junior in college. Okay. Their oldest son, Michael, did come over because he heard they were having company. And he said to me, I always like to come by when they're having company because it means mom's not cooking. It means that because they had a chef that was there that made the meal for us. And he was I like, figured. So, so okay. I knew we were getting the goods. So then he was there, which was great to have him there at the table as well. That was the buffer, right? They brought the buffer. Yep, yep. But then Mark's like, sit down. Now we're just sitting and we're chatting about the shoot. And I'm looking at their beautiful Christmas tree. And I'm just thinking, this is so nice. And then they're like, what can we get you to drink? And uh, I said, I'll just take like a sparkling kind of a water or something like that. And then Mark was like, what do you want something harder? Do you like anything harder? I said, what do you have? He said, we got everything. What's coming to mind? I said, all right, how about a a whiskey? And then they have this beautiful little bar back in their dining room area tucked behind a door. So it can be totally out of view. Brought that out. So me and Michael Consuelos, we had some whiskey. And then uh, they were drinking some sort of fancy sparkling waters or something like that. But we chatted in there for maybe 15 minutes. And then we moved into the dinner table. I need to tell everybody about this dinner table because there should be more of them. This was a custom-made table that they that they have. And I get there and all of the food is laid out. So we have four seats at this circular table. All of our things, it's like you're at a beautiful Beautiful restaurant, okay? Like, your plate is prepared for Christmas dinner. You know what I'm saying? Got it. And I look in the middle, and then Mark was like, hey, Steve, so this is how this works. Because I see the food out there, but I was a little gun-shy to start reaching for things and all that. He said, so this is a Lazy Susan in the the table. Oh, that's cool. There's a circle inside of the circle. And And I said, really? And I was like, this is, so it's like a little, like a DJ, you're scratching records. <laughs> and they said, yeah, we were trying to get a table built for this space. And then the the guy who was building it said, um, you know, I could do a Lazy Susan inside of it. He had never done it before. 
And then he did. This should be marketed and sold now everywhere because it is such a useful non like it's not obtrusive uh, or intrusive. You don't like see it the whole time. It's just baked right into the table. But the center circle spins. How do you Genius. spin it? You just with your hand. The... Just with your oh, hand. It it's has like... a, you could see the. No, it's like a, you see the, the circle table and then inside there's a thin line of where that middle circle is cut out. And you just And then touch you know it. that. Yeah. And then you just spin it around like a like a record. That's cool. So then we did that. We we had this great meal, steak and potatoes for the Midwestern man. Nice. Brussels sprouts. They had this little soup at the beginning that was in this little tin uh, like cup. And it was it wasn't called a soup. It was like thicker than a soup and it was meant to be sipped from the cup. So you don't what put your spoon it? in. Like it was like a flower or something? I don't know what it was. I know that it was potato? good. I would say it could have been either of those. Maybe both of them. <laughs> But it tastes good as you were sipping it, and you're sipping it out of this little cup. And I was like, I'm so glad that you guys are doing this, because I did not know if I should spoon this thing or what's going on. So now we're all sipping that. We have the steak. We have the potatoes. I got there at 7.30. and um, Remember what I, I told you. I was trying to be very cognizant of the time, and I just want everybody to know. Now, you may have seen the video where I, uh, that I posted, and I think my talk posted it on Insta and Facebook as well, at their house at the end of the night. And I said, did I overstay my welcome? And a couple of different times while we were talking, I said, well, let me just ask you this and then I'll end here. So I, I was given a couple of those hints of like, I'm ready. But then Kelly would like take the ball and start running and then fold her legs, you know, like crisscross applesauce now sitting really comfortably and continuing in a new conversation. So I do think I did a good job of trying to read that and then... She she restarted a couple times and then Mark was like then started leaning in and because there's a story that they've told that they went to dinner at the Gelman's house. Uh, Kelly and Mark did at, at Michael Gelman, their executive producer and his wife Lori's house. And Mark fell asleep in the bathroom. <laughs> she talks about in her book Livewire, he can fall asleep anywhere. Oh so my God. I saw a couple yawns, but he's a human being. You know, he's a human what being. What time are we at now? Ballpark. I ended up leaving. At 1030. Okay. I did 730 to 10:30, but I got there 30 minutes late. So it wasn't seven to 10. I did 730 to 1030. Okay. Okay. But we had laughs. Um, we, we talked shop. I, I started telling them something led into my career and then, you know, me as evidenced by this segment, I can get a little chatty about things. And at two or three <laughs> different times, I was like, Oh my gosh, guys, I am like giving you my career story right now. This is so boring. And they all like were leaned in, Michael, Mark, and Kelly. And they're like, no, oh my gosh, we love this. We love this. What happens next? Mark left at one point and I was at a critical point of a story. And he was like, wait, 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 go back. So why did they do that? You know, so they were like leaned okay. in. They were Meanwhile, engaged. Meanwhile, Holly's looked at her watch four times. <laughs> <laughs> what She's, about soup? The weekend's coming. The weekend's coming. But it was, uh, it was great. And we got to, you know, I got to ask them so many questions about their Aww. career and all that. And they were just super... Super generous. And then they send me home with gifts. Oh. Kelly got okay, me a little a little neon tree, a little battery powered neon tree. Cute. She said, This is just something silly for you and Mark to remember your day. So it's a little desk tree. <laughs> and she said, What I got for your wife is nicer. I want you to know. And I I I, I think it's a three piece, very fancy candle set. Like a very fancy wow. situation. Well, I know. I told Lou, I said, Kelly got you a present. She was like, I have not gotten a gift in so long. I'm so excited Aww. by this. So Great. I'm so glad you had they a good time. Great. They were great. Good. Couldn't have been nicer. Good. I'm glad the suck up session went great.
It w- <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, dang it. Now we got to go. What, tell us on the other side. All right. I got one more little tidbit that they brought up. Okay. That was great that they brought it up. Okay. I'll tell you that. Then we'll get into some other stuff. That is done in com. It's a morning drive show for late. Hot off a trip to New York. Working with uh, Kelly and Mark. Yeah. Very exciting. You got to let us know right. when we can see that on on air. Yeah, they don't have an air date just yet. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be around Christmas week. Maybe like when the week leading up to Christmas. Like playing, doing a lot of holiday shows and like theme best stuff. Of. Yeah, I think I think it's not necessarily the best of stuff, um, but like leading up to, they're preparing. Uh, they do like a live family Christmas, and they do an ugly sweater day and stuff okay. like that. So I think got it's going it. to be in one of those. Um, but. Uh, selfishly, and I, and thanks everybody for being patient. I'm sure you're like, okay, enough with this this story. But one last thing that they brought up that I didn't have to, and I was talking with the crew that I was shooting with earlier in the day, and I said, hey, fellas, and these are the guys I shoot with every time, so it's re- they're just really friendly, and they're, it's fun to drive places with them as we all sort of catch up. And I said, you know what would be great selfishly? My one selfish hope for this evening is that naturally and organically, they, one of them says, wait, you've still never guest co-hosted on this show? So I was I hoping for that. I was that. hoping for that. And I just kept waiting and waiting. And at one point, David Muir came up. And I said, I, like I said, remind me, I got a story about David Muir. And it was going to be about this time when I almost was going to fill in on live suddenly. The first day I did radio out there. But then David Muir their wires oh, got right. crossed. They right. tapped me. It was yes. like Kelly said yes. Gelman said yes. But then someone else had already called David Muir. So now the face of the network is on his way over. He robbed me of my opportunity. But they, they of their own accord, brought up like the, have you not still guest co-hosted? And I said, well, you might remember back at the pandemic. And Kelly was like, oh, my gosh. When I was told I was going to host, we announced it on the April, air. April, right? I did this in April? April 1st. Yeah. April Fool's Day, I said, we announced it, and Kelly's like, oh my gosh, you said, I totally forgot about this. I said, Kelly, I didn't. I've never forgotten about it, because I was so close to it, and And then the pandemic happens, and then I said, then Muir swoops in, Gelman felt terrible, I went over and was like, what do you think I'm made of, man? I I am flesh and blood here. This is, what are you trying to do to me? And they were both like, oh, we got to make this happen. You need to be in there, you need to, you know, so it felt... Of their own accord that they were both championing, like, you need to guest co-host. We're going to work on this. Okay, how is Mark that going like, to I'm going to be sick someday. Oh, okay. Or, okay. or, or I'm going to be shooting something. Um, or or maybe if they're, you know, you could have one of, both of them out someday, they were saying, and then something like yeah, that. But, but it feels like that. they're you in the corner. co-host with Kelly, right? Yeah. I would happily co-host with either of those two people. Okay. Um, it would be, uh, Kelly would be great. Um, I've had a longer history with her, but Mark is... He's just like he's so. Bro, war- he's my freaking best friend, okay. and he's just so like low key. He's like a very relaxed persona on that show. It's just it's they they have a really good vibe together. Um, look, you know who you know who's loving Kelly and Mark together is Lori. Lori's a tough cookie. She's a tough one to get to like things. And I think she early loves on, their dynamic. I don't think she did early on though. With the two of with Kelly and Mark, yeah, she loves. She's told me on two separate okay. occasions how great they are, and I, it's that husband and wife thing of you can call each other on the crap. It makes the conversation more. It builds in more audience Authentic tension too. I told him last night. I said, you know what's different with you guys? You'll be in the middle of a conversation, 
And Kelly will be telling her story about this issue in their life or this event. And he'll be like, that's not how it happened. Multiple times. (laughs) I've seen him put his hand up and say, that's not true. That's not true. And then you just wait because you know she's going to finish her statement. And then the defense, after they rest, (laughs) then they're going to come in and say, wait a second. This is actually how it went. And it creates a different sort of a conversational tension. You know, there's, um, I don't know if you've watched that Beckham documentary yet, but I loved it. And there was a little bit of that between David and Victoria Beckham, where she's telling a story about how she grew up like lower middle class and he (laughs) pops his head and he's like, oh, okay, you know, (laughs) your dad drove you to school every day in a Bentley. Oh, yeah. You know, and she's like, well, and he's like, it was you certified (laughs) pre-owned. Totally. Okay. (laughs) Very fun. Anyway, I'm glad you had a good time. We got an email here from Rachel. Based on your Instagram story with those two, they seem very interested in you and seem to really like you. That's so lovely. That was fun to watch. The co-hosting's going to happen, Steve. That's what we're hoping for, Holly. I didn't want to try to be thirsty about it, but I was like, listen, hey, if you guys think it can happen, I'm ready and it would be a ball. So that would be really cool. You'll be great. Also, um, Lazy Susan Table, people have said they've been around for years. Is that right? Somebody sent a picture. I can't open it. We all got to get these tables. Maybe it was just their specific furniture maker, this guy who does these, um, what are they called when they're one of a kind pieces? Uh, um, Custom. custom. I guess he had never done that before. So it was maybe his first time like, oh, wait, I can make it fancy and super functional. Yeah. And a round table, I think that's the way to go. Conversationally, it yes. is. Yes. Otherwise, it's table. please pass the salt. But it has to fit the space, right? Donna, of course you're oh right. Oh, my God. You're like an architect. So many people have said that you're like the Joanna Gaines of <laughs> Thank my you. Um, I came across my list of insults from you throughout the year. Well, there's no way we have time for these now. Well, I think we have about 30 seconds. Do you want to hear a couple of them? Sure. Maybe I'll sprinkle them throughout the show. <laughs> okay. Uh, March 24th. If I were to describe you in one word, I would say disarray. <laughs> no, I'd stand by that. All right, that's yeah, fine. I think that's nice. Uh, June 29th of 2023. I can see you vacationing at an active penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> and I stand by that. Uh, you love that. I'll give you one more. All inclusive. Uh, 10, 16 a.m. on April 11th. I think you can use a manners class in etiquette. Isn't that one and the same? I feel like that is. You're dumb. Anyway. Now that turned around on me at the end. I want more of the ones where they're making fun of you. Here's one. Donna, you are an honest-to-goodness troll. April 12th, wow. 10, 12 a.m. Context may have been important in that one. Yep. We'll take a break. Holly, bye. Thank you. Bye. We've got uh, Mike the Big Zamboni coming in next. And a dirt alert.